So making our way on to the second segment for season six, episode 10, with the theme of alcoholic skinwalkers, this one will be childish behaviors and um, behaviors with an S. And this segment looks at how grown Navajo men have to be constantly supervised when inebriated as a result of the age they started drinking. So if anybody doesn't know, um, the age you start drinking alcohol is pretty much the age your mind goes back to when you start to feel good. So um, here's an example. Um, Years ago, when I came out to Arizona and started to get to know my cousins a lot more out this way, and um, uh, one summer, me and my uh, cousins, they were... Their, their older brothers were real hardcore alcoholics and, you know, they caused a lot of acnes and all this stuff, but it's just, that was just their thing. So where our granny's uh, land is, uh, the house that our granny stayed in, there was like a little uh, gray shed and that's where the boys, that's where they hung out, you know, and that's where they had their alcohol, their beer. Anyways, my cousin my late cousin, he's, he's passed away the, uh, last year. Um, he was telling me, he goes, Hey man, let's go over there and let's go steal some beers. And at the time I didn't really, you know, know too much about what Budweiser tasted like or what it smelled like. But, um, I knew that it was a can and I knew that the, these, um, the adult boys, they would drink it and, they, for the most part, they seem to be having a good time. So I was like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. Let's go steal some alcohol. Let's go steal some beer. So we went down to the gray shed and then uh, I think his older brothers were passed out. So he took a couple of cans and then, um, uh, and I kind of knew that it wasn't like for kids, you know, but my cousin said, um, he goes, uh, you dare me to drink it? I'm like, yeah, I guess so. Go ahead. So he drank it and I told him, so what's it taste like? And he's like, ah, oh, it's terrible. So, um, I was like, okay, all right, well then, um, let's get out of here before these guys wake up. So I don't know if it was that time or another time, but we were uh, walking and he was, he drank one can of beer and he goes, you want to try some? I was like, yeah. And that's when I sniffed it. I was like, what the hell is this shit? You know, but well, that wasn't my vocabulary back then, but pretty much that's what I was saying. I was like, you know what? Oh man, this is terrible. You know, how can these guys drink this? You know? And at the time, uh, my mom and my dad were always making us go to peyote meetings. So, uh, the peyote medicine, it, it had that real acidic taste to it. So that's what I associated with uh, alcohol. You know, I was like, uh, if I don't want to take peyote, then what would make me want to drink a beer? You know, I was like, you know, I don't want to drink peyote. I don't want to drink beer. I want to drink, you know, fun stuff. I want to drink milk, chocolate milk, uh, soda, Kool-Aid, you know, orange juice. You know, that's the stuff I wanted to drink, you know. So anyways, um, he got drunk on me. So he goes, hey, man. He goes, Or he goes, hey, I'm, I'm feeling dizzy. I was like, really? He goes, yeah, I think I'm getting buzzed. He goes... And I was like, wow. I was like, okay, well, you know, let's, let's just keep walking. So we walked back up to his trailer, but I think by then he just kind of sobered out. I don't remember, but, um, thinking back now and knowing that he died from alcoholism, 
I'm just thinking, damn, did I contribute to it or was I too young to really understand the, you know, devastating effects of alcohol? But in a way, I did have like a grasp of how alcoholism worked, you know. And there were a few times where I saw his brothers fight and then I saw a few times where my brothers fought. But um, but the one my alcoholic brother did always go for the knife uh, he, he always seemed to be the, uh, the one causing it. And my other brother who had, that was taking the pharmaceuticals, um, he, he wasn't an alcoholic. So, uh, I patterned my behavior off of him, but then he was also an asshole when he wasn't like taking his medicine, you know, it was just a real dick. Well, both of them were, you know, but there were times when they were really cool, you know, and those were the moments I cherished, but, you know, unfortunately they were grown men. They made their own decisions. So, um, Getting back to what I was saying here about the childish behavior, um, my my cousin, the one he drank that uh, Budweiser, that was his pattern. So every time he got drunk, he probably went back to when we were like eight years old and he probably didn't know how to really control it right because um, his when he died, I guess he was drinking nothing but I think it was vodka, just straight up vodka, vodka and Jack Daniels. I think it was Jack Daniels. And, um, so me, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm above average. I mean, my size, my height, uh, lately I've been losing weight. So I hope I'm, but I think I'm still above average weight, but, and he was shorter and smaller than me. And I remember one time I shook his hand when I went out to Flagstaff and I met up with him. I was like, Hey man, what's going on? And he had real soft, feminine fingers. I was like, dude, what happened to your hands? So I guess he was doing a lot of uh, computer typing and software type things. So so basically, he did not have the body type to really be taking in that large amount of alcohol, you know. And the reason why he was doing it was because his baby mama left him and she didn't want him back. And the reason why is because he kept drinking. He wouldn't stop. He was addicted to it. He was an alcoholic. So finally, I guess his liver just said, ah, oh, fuck this shit, man. We're done. And so, so he ended up dying in his hallway at his apartment. And his family, they, um, they couldn't find him. Uh, they didn't hear from him for a long time. His daughters and finally his baby mama, they, they said, you know, maybe you can talk to him. So she tried calling him. Nothing happened. So they went to his apartment. I think his daughter looked through the window, the curtain and saw his body laying in the hallway. So somehow she opened up the window and then went over there. And sure enough, her daddy was he had been dead for about three days, I think. And the the air conditioning from his uh, hallway kept his body preserved. So that's that's some pretty trippy shit right there. So um Nowadays, when I look at like um, his other brothers, the older ones, they're in their 50s now. And one of them, he still acts like a child. He's, he's, he's got a smart mouth, you know, he's, he's like a real uh, smart ass. So I just tell him, hey, dude, just, you know, go, go drink over there, man. Don't come over here. I'm, I'm just, all I want to do is watch TV, draw and do some uh, artwork and writing and shit like that, you know. So, um when, but he has like a real dirty, dirty mind, man. And, you know, you know, I thought my mind was dirty, but he would automatically get all this sexual shit going on. But anyways, um, so going back to that mindset of drinking at the age that you, you, you become that age again, 
uh, excuse me, I was, um, I, I had, I heard that information on the radio one time, this DJ was talking and it was like one of these random facts that these DJs always do. And, um, I think I was working outside and I had the radio on in the truck that we used to have at the time. Um, I had, it was, had some pretty good speakers. So I was all jamming out and then the DJ comes on, does his little spiel. And then he goes, Oh, like, did you know that, you know, at the age you first start drinking, that's what your mind goes to as you get older. So he goes, if you started drinking at 15 and you're 40, your mind goes back to when you were 15. And that's why a lot of these, um, a lot of these people become alcoholics because they, they go back to thinking that they're young again. And that's a great feeling. I was like, Oh shit. Wow. I didn't know that. You know, that's, that's pretty interesting. That's pretty amazing. So there's also, um, this, uh, Clagato veteran, um, He's a pretty good dude. Uh, he was telling me that he started drinking when he was in his mid or early thirties and now he's in his sixties. So, so in a way he, he is a responsible drinker. I, I would believe him on that. So, um, he doesn't really cause too much drama and he's, he's a quiet little dude when he drinks. So, there was a few times I smell alcohol on his breath, but who am I to, you know, fucking criticize him? So I was just like, well, in my hands, my life is in your hands as we're driving down the, the highway, you know, they just, if you do, if you cause an accident, I'm going to do my best to stay alive, you know? And, uh, but anyways, uh, for him, you know, yeah, I would see that he is, uh, when he gets drunk, he's back to his early thirties again. So in a way he is feeling good, but he's responsible and he's not like these other res where they drank at a young age and then they go back to that young age when they're drunk. And that's another reason why, you know, I don't want to fight anybody because then to me, subliminally, I'll be beating up a little kid. So, you know, and all the advantage goes to me for being sober and, you know, I, I just, Whenever there's somebody that says, oh, come on, there's a party, you know, let's, you know, you want to come on over, you know, we'll be uh, having some booze, you know, and I'm like, oh, dude, I don't drink, man. So, um, no, that's all right. I'll be like, I don't want to go or I'll be like, no, I'm, I'm busy, man. I just, I'm just going to be uh, on the road driving to Albuquerque or something, you know, whatever I got going on, that's what I'll tell them. And, but for the most part, everybody pretty much, uh, understands what I'm talking about. And, um, when I first came to Clagato a few years ago, people were really thinking that I was going to be like as big time party animals, a fat veteran. So they're like, Oh, he's a fat veteran. So he's probably drinks a lot of alcohol and chases a lot of women around. So, but to their surprise, um, I don't do that. I just keep to myself. I'm just being an introvert for now. And, um, just making sure that, um, I don't add any unnecessary drama into my life. And that's where, to my surprise, they've kind of all like started to understand and they started to respect my non-alcoholic ways of living. So I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. You know, all right, that works for me. So that must be the reason why <laughs> I get witchcraft a lot because they're like, this asshole won't, you know, he won't get drunk. He won't go out there and, you know, drink booze and partake in the festivities. So he thinks he's better, better than us. So we're just going to go ahead and witch him, you know? 
So maybe that's where that comes from too. I don't know. But I just, like I said, I just keep to myself. I just don't really want to bother anybody. And anybody who does drink, I tell them, all right, man, yeah, you know, it's good to meet you again. Just go ahead and, you know, go to sleep or just sleep it off in your vehicle. Or if they're, if they got a sober driver, I'll say go home. And luckily I haven't really been able to say that a lot because there's nobody, <laughs> I have no friends. Nobody stops by that much that's drunk, you know? So anyways, so that's where that childish behavior, the, all that attitude would, you know, I, I see that now, you know, and that's where, um, I just, I, I do feel bad for the Navajos, especially the elders. There's an elderly lady that we know in Clagato. Her bros, they have all died. Now, when I mean bros, I don't mean like boyfriends, but like her lady friends. And, you know, I think one of the last of her best friends finally died. I think it was last year from, from alcohol, alcoholism or something. And so she's all alone and now she's drinking. She's like in her 80s, man. She's like late 80s. So at that point, what can you really tell an 80-year-old alcoholic, you know, uh, stop, you know, you got a lot to live for, <laughs> you know? Um, but at the same time, that's where I just kind of, um, I think it's sad, you know, that that happens. There are a few Navajos that had told me, Oh, I know how to hold my liquor. I know how to drink. And it's like, well, that's great for you. But, um, you know, the second you start getting out of hand, I'm, I'm walking away. Cause I am, I'm not a babysitter, man. I'm not going to keep watching you just, make a fool of yourself. And if you wake up in jail or you piss and shit all over yourself, that's, you know, that's your own doing, man. I, I don't want to be a part of it. So that's why when there's parties going on and there's a drunk chick, uh, I usually just tend to just stay away from them because you could say, yeah, well, native ravager, you could easily get laid by those drunk chicks. And I'm like, yeah, I could, but you know, if they wake up and they realize that they didn't want to get laid in the first place or, you know, they take a second look at me and they're like, oh, I don't want to be around this guy. Then, you know, it's pretty much going to come down to her saying, oh, well, that guy raped me, you know. So what what evidence do I have that says I didn't, you know. Once there's penetration involved and bodily fluids are released, then how could you not say, oh, I didn't rape her. <laughs> she was just drunk and uh, she wanted it, you know, and so, you know, all that stuff kind of comes back up. So I, I prefer, uh, uh, sober ladies and I prefer ladies that don't drink, you know, just to make sure that it doesn't get way out of hand like that. But anyways, so that's pretty much where I want to go with this, uh, subject matter, um, with the childish, uh, behaviors. Well, I guess I really didn't talk about too much about the behaviors, I think I talked more about the mindset. So damn, I screwed all that up. So, but pretty much as far as behavior goes, it's just a lot of whining and crying and, you know, trying to fight when they're unbalanced and uncoordinated. So it's like fighting a drunken baby, you know? So anyways, um, let's go ahead and, uh, end that segment. Uh, David, he's here on my lap. He's rubbing his fat schnoz against uh, the microphone here. Oh, well, he's not. Anyways, um, let's go jump on to the uh, second, I mean, the third segment of the night. This one will be Drunken Gods. Drunken Gods. 